Welcome to another What the Hell You're Listening To. Long time ago, I drove all the way to Sydney from Geelong to talk to a lovely friend of mine named Rebecca. Well, on this podcast, I talk to a handsome son, Josh. Josh is a massive lover of music, as a listener and as a creator, but it has also become his job as he teaches an instrument as part of his working life. He is an incredibly articulate person and has an amazing love of music and all that that incorporates. So Josh, what the hell are you listening to? I'm here today with a a young lad that I've known for on and off 20 years, but when I first met him, he would have been eight to 10 years old. And now he's a lot older and a lot butch looking and a lot bigger and could <laughs> knock me over in a second. Welcome, Josh. How are you? Very good, thanks, mate. How did you go with the question? How did you find them? Were they, were they uh, easy? Were they hard? Was it pretty simple? How'd you go? Uh, they're simple questions, but they're hard to answer. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's because it's, you know, asking you to, you know, think about very specific Yeah, you your mum said the same thing. She said that yeah. she had to pinpoint, not yeah. really pinpoint what she liked and what she didn't like and those sort yeah. of things. She said she found that hard and you were a bit the same way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fair Especially enough. when you're thinking about it, like, from different perspectives, you know, like, as in what you're listening to and then, like, because I make music as well. and, and Right and um, performing bands and stuff. You yeah. know, it's like, which perspective are you listening? Because I might listen to a band just for, for the drumming, do you know what I mean? But yeah. then if I want to chill out, I'm listening to something else, you yeah, know, for right. that experience. Yeah, so that's, so that's going to struggle when you're doing the Desert Island album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was one of <laughs> that the hard, hard that took yeah, me ages, that, yeah. yeah. That was so, um, Cool, yeah. well, let's get into it. We'll, yeah, uh, cool. we'll see what you come up with. Uh, your, what's your earliest musical memory? So yeah, I was... how old were you? Oh, and also, I, I ask every uh, every person that yeah. I record with how old they actually are right oh, now, sure. so that yeah. so the people who are listening get an idea of where you're at and what what age you were when you're yeah. when you were a teenager and stuff like that. So sure, yeah, um, yeah, I'm 32. So you're 32. So yeah. that would make you a 86. Yep, that's me. Yeah. So you would have been 96. You were 10. 2006, you were 20, so that's your teenage years when yeah. things become quite formative. Yeah, the, cool. yeah, 2000, yeah, yeah around yeah, the right, early beautiful. 2000s. So. Awesome, yeah. So your early, yeah. earliest musical memory, mate, what was that? So, yeah, I was thinking, I mean, my f- initial one was play school. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Watching yeah, TV excellent. Yeah. Um, and the songs and stuff from there. But then following that, yeah, my mum was quite musical, obviously yeah. growing up teaching music and... And one of the first ones was actually like all the, um, she used to be quite involved with church music and church yep. choirs and stuff. So 
actually going to rehearsals and and stuff, you know, and falling asleep at people's houses while they were, while they were doing stuff, practicing yeah, right, for eh? Sunday and that kind of thing, yeah. which, which is one of the probably the earliest. Which and I suppose because it reminds me of music in life as well, you know, rather yeah. than just hit what you've heard kind of thing. It's like people doing music you know oh, yeah, cool so that i don't know i think that's what made it vivid for me yeah i guess that, that would make it vivid because most people it's just oh, i listen to that music when i was five years old yeah. like for me i was saying for me it was running to the radio at four years old going band on the run yeah I knew the song band on the run by yeah. paul mccartney you know yeah. like for me that was most of it. but for you you're watching music you know? yeah you're, i mean you probably hear it as well but you're yeah. watching the music and see so it being formed yeah. yeah cool was it at that age, do you remember listening to any particular music or, or, or do you just remember hearing mum's music at home sort of stuff? Was there anything, like I know it's really young, but do, yeah. do you remember any sort of things standing out and stuff back then or not really? I can't really recall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, oh, well, then I'll go on to the next one. What, 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 what did the parents listen to, both your mum and your dad? What, what sort of stuff did you grow up listening to when you were a lad? Yeah, so I was thinking about that because, yeah, my dad... Um, his yeah his sort of taste in music he's pretty um easy going with his listening taste so he's kind of you know he, he's happy to, oh pop music basically right, he's happy cool. to turn the radio on and, just let it run. and yeah and cruise so yeah, cool. but there was a couple of, like he loved u2 like when i was growing okay. up he loved yep. u2 yep. he liked rem yeah Meatloaf around that wow. era there as well. Go. He loves yeah, cool. Meatloaf and um, Alanis. So I think some of Alanis Morissette, like I think some of those more alternative yeah. kind of bands at yeah. that time. Well, I think the 90s were so cool for those bands as well. Very much so. So that, yeah, that yeah, was. Well, that was the yeah. grunge and all those things, you know, that's when they come out and went off. Yeah. And <clears throat> so, yeah, he was, you know, he had some Pearl Jams. So he, yeah, he, he had, he had, but the thing with dad was he always, he always had a really good stereo. You know, so oh, he always yeah. had a really good setup, you yeah. know, to listen to music at home. So that was sort of notable for me when I was thinking about it because, you know, it's like that's good quality you're, sound, you're, you know. Yeah, you're going to listen to it, but you'll listen to it in qu yeah. quality circumstances. Yeah, yeah cool. exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, that yeah, that's kind of dad. He's kind of still like that, you know, he's happy. He enjoys music, but he's kind of, he's, he's happy with, you know. He's like, not chasing down the latest artist. Yeah. Or he's whatever, a, he's going, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then with mum, like, yeah, just a huge, like, huge for because she, yeah, she's a musician and a piano player and a singer and stuff, and um, yeah, just a huge variety of music. Yeah. So I mean, some of the, some of the earliest stuff that I, you know, like Van Morrison and other artists from the sixties and seventies, like, yeah, a lot of, like a lot of, um, a lot of like soul and kind of rhythm kind yeah. of music. Yeah. And kind of gospel-y kind of vibes as well. She was really into that kind of stuff. Okay. So, yeah. And, and also, like, world music. She was really interested in, like, Latin music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just um, just a bunch of different music coming, you know, being played yeah. in our house. Yeah, so you yeah. get a fairly eclectic. Yeah. From your dad and your mum. You get yeah. a fair bit of coverage. And what do you reckon yeah. of mum and dad's music? Do you like it? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I was always like, for whatever reason, like intrigued by music yeah. anyway. So I think, yeah, I was always kind of like, I never felt like, oh, I turned that off kind of thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, like right. ever, yeah. ever was like, oh, this is terrible. I hate yeah. this. Yeah. More of the time it was like, whoa, what's that? Like, yeah, yeah, what are you okay. listening to kind of yeah. thing? But I mean, mum sort of kept up with contemporary music as well, yeah. you know, throughout, you know, the time that I was living with her um, as a teenager and stuff. Like, so at the, you know, in that, in that period, you know, she was listening to the current artists because she was always following like Triple J and stuff as well. Yeah, right. So she was, you know, um, yeah. Fairly, fairly up to date. Yeah. With her musical yeah. loves. But I suppose it was the way, you know, she was very interested in music as well. Like, so go on, here's, a, here's an artist that she likes, goes and buys the album and brings it home and finds out what else they've done, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. So it kind of taught me like an approach to listening to music yeah, as well, yeah. you know, rather than just what she was listening to, which was interesting. Yeah, I, I must so, admit, that was one of the great things, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the MP3 generation and, you know, Spotify and all those things. But one of the great things of that, especially at the start when Apple iTunes really started and you could buy music online and you yeah. could buy songs. One of the things I loved about it was the fact that, not that I really ever bought me much music, I'd still buy records and CDs and things, yeah. but one of the things I loved was the fact that I could go, uh, I, I, I could see, oh, Dream Theater's on, on iTunes now, cool. And then yeah. underneath it would say, oh, if you like Dream Theater, you should listen to these guys. Yeah. And that's how I found Porcupine Tree. Yeah. Because right. that was one of the things there. And so... Whereas once upon a time, I would have just kept on buying Dream Theater albums and the and the heavy metal bands I knew because I'd bought a magazine and I listened to a friend. Yeah. Now I could go and research for myself, you know, because iTunes had put up this thing saying, if you like that band, yeah. have a listen to these 15 bands. Yeah. You know, and the, and the internet wasn't as prevalent back then as well. So you yeah. could just jo- type in, what should I listen to if I like Dream Theater? Yeah. You know, you had to go and search. Yeah. You know, um, so for me, that was great. Yeah. Like I loved that part of it. I loved that even though I'm not a massive, you know, iTunes buyer or anything like that. Yeah. I still buy the CDs. Like when the new albums are coming out, yeah. I'll go down to JB Hi-Fi and buy them because I like having it in my hand. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So for me, I really like that. At what age did music become important to you when you sort of stopped and thought, I don't feel right without it. I, I feel a bit lost without music. Yeah, when, when it becomes sort of... Instead yeah. of just being, oh, it's play because mum plays it and I like it because mum likes it. And when was it when you started totally. making decisions for yourself about music? Um, yeah, it was, this was a, well, not a hard question either, but sort of um, also I sort of came at this one from like um, like um, playing music. Yeah, cool. You know, and yeah. learning music yeah, because basically um, I felt like that really kicked over when, um, you know, I got... Uh, I got give my family, well, my mum and her brothers bought me a drum kit. Yeah. Um, and how old were you then? I was eight. Okay. So yeah. Were you in Wodonga at that stage? The Blue Mountains. Blue Mountains, right? Yeah, in yeah K- cool. living in Katoomba. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think I don't know. Just looking, I probably didn't think of it at the time, but like looking back on it, you just sort of, you know, you can. There's a momentum, like an energy around purchasing someone an instrument. You know, because yeah, I remember buying Jack's his first four-year-old drum kit. Yeah, so yeah. everyone gets together. They go to the, they probably go to the shop together. They talk to the people. You know, then you know, mum had other musician friends, so she's talking to them. They're buying equipment. Everyone's putting it together. I don't know if I I wouldn't have known this at the time, but I think 
it would have affected me and I realised the importance that it was yeah. to everyone else as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's this thing. You better like, do something yeah. with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that, well, that, but also just kind of like this excitement of, like, yeah. something something could potentially happen here, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is amazing just about music in general, like yeah. having an instrument, learning it. and But I think, yeah, like, music started to become important, you know, in that era for me because, okay. you know, I was getting... I was uh, this this new instrument. You were starting to learn it. Yeah, you were starting to be able to play along to the music you liked. And yeah. Like that. yeah, and then you know drummers were coming around to my house and teaching me how to do different things. And you know you you're starting to then you're building like you're connecting with people. Yeah, you got friendships out yeah. of drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. It's not just a musical instrument. It's now a way to meet people. Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, and I think I think that affected my you know listening of like what your, music. You know, were you a person that. Uh, that listened to things that were based around drums, like that was really drum centric, or did you just listen to anything and go, "Oh, that's a cool pattern"? I think at that time, like when I was a kid, like and you know, learning, I probably I wasn't yeah. like I was just listening to whatever kind of I was I thought was really cool. Yeah, and mostly like the yeah the musicians that were around, like you know, playing because at that period when I got the kit. We were at a, we were living at a, on site at a, at a college, yeah, and at a Bible college. So we were, like there was musicians everywhere, yeah, just yeah. like studying and stuff, and then yeah. and then you know, playing and, and yeah. stuff like that as part of the, as part of the music course and stuff as well. So yeah, cool. It was um yeah a I good th- place to learn, I guess. Well, yeah, kind of just you just kind of yeah, I was pretty lucky, I think, actually, to you know. Yeah, I remember back like when you were at. Wodonga at Face City and, you know, like a lot of the younger yeah. youth guys would t- sort of take out of their wing a little bit and you'd go and hang out with them, you know. Oh, like, totally. Eugene, Yeah, Shola, drums and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and Nick and um, Nick Ruff and yeah, all those guys. absolutely. You were part of the deal. So, that, that yeah. pretty cool. Totally, yeah. What were the bands that really got you into music from a listening point of view, I guess? What were the bands that you really loved? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was actually thinking about this today and... That that time, I don't know. I can't. I was trying to remember who gave me these albums, but someone gave me Frog Stomp by Silverchair. By Silverchair. Yeah, who's playing that for? Yeah, yeah. Frog Stomp, and then Oasis. I think it was the Wonderwall. Was it? I um. What's the story, um, Morning Glory? Yeah, yeah that album. album. gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now and then also because it was popular at the time was um the soundtrack to dangerous minds (laughs) okay yeah Yeah, with um uh coolio yeah yeah righto um so like I just, oh, yeah, I vividly remember those three albums, and I like, I just wouldn't, I'd carry them everywhere, like okay. literally take them everywhere, because I'd go up to Sydney to see my dad, or I'd and you know, be, be traveling and stuff, yeah. and I'd, I'd always have the, wow. like, those CDs, like were yeah. really, yeah, like, but I, it's funny because I only remember that today, like while, wow. yeah. whilst, yeah, you know, looking at these questions, yeah, so, um, 
that was sort of the bands. Yeah, that but Silverchair were like so inspiring, especially for me because I was like, yeah, and and that I was looking up. Um, they performed on the MTV Awards in 1995. Oh. So I think it was it was next to Radio City Hall or whatever yeah, yeah, in yeah. in New York, and um, I just remember watching that when I was a kid and just being like, oh my and god. And they were kids. Yeah, they yeah. were kids, and there was, there was three people in. There was three kids in that band. Yeah, three, yeah, and they had to have their parents go with them on tour. Yeah, uh, but also like you watch that, and what you watch is what is being heard. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's three guys playing three instruments, and then that's that's the sound of the that's band. It. That's what I. That was three piece. And I think I think for me, it's like you watch that, and you're like. Man, I, I could do that like that. You know that that looks so there's awesome. A bit of inspiration there, man. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like so. That, I think that kicked me into being like, oh, I want to. I definitely want to play drums. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, but I mean, there, there, there was them. But then it was like the bands that they were listening to that were like yeah. awesome. Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and all that all that stuff. Which yeah. I was just like, yeah. So, so you were right in that. You were sort of. At the arse end of the grunge. Yeah, movement. I was a bit young for it. Yeah, I was a bit but young. But you were for hearing it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all the, like you said, like all those older guys that were around Wodonga and we're stuff, all listening we're, to it. We're all into like all. It's that weird. Thing. Like yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Like, I was, the weird thing is, like I, through that whole church time and Zacho, like, you remember Zach being little around yeah. then as well, coming to, coming to youth group with us yeah. and stuff and. And, uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, Josh and I, like I said, we've known each other for 20 years, so there's this whole history that we're yeah. talking about here. And we both used to go to church in Budonga at a place called Face City. And um, yeah, and my son used to come along and my, and my wife at the time, we all used to go together. And, yeah. and so there's this whole history there. But yeah, I remember being at church and, you know, Zacho wanting to get up on the drums himself as a little, yeah. as a real little, you yeah. know, and watching the boys play and that sort of stuff. But yeah. I missed that whole grunge scene. I, yeah. I remember my brother gave me, he said, oh, if you like me, this, check out this. Yeah. And by this time, I'd left church, you know, it was yeah. around 2007, 2008, and I chucked yeah. church in and, and he said, oh, have a listen to this. And he gave me Soundgarden's Grace Hits. Oh, yeah. And I went, this is amazing. Yeah. And I said... How do I miss this? Yeah. <clears throat> and then I went, oh, sorry, I was at church. Yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, just, sure. I was yeah. listening to DC Talk Jesus Freak at yeah, the stage. Yeah, I that stage, that you know? as well. <laughs> and that one, and that album, they tried to go a bit grungy. Yeah. yeah like that song, Jesus Freak, was very grungy. Like yeah. there was a real atmosphere of that in it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I missed that whole. And so now one of my favourite bands is Alice in Chains, and I yeah. love those guys, you know? Yeah. They're probably, for me, they're probably the closest to metal that was a grunge band. Yeah, they were heavy. Yeah, they were quite heavy, yeah. yeah so. But yeah, I loved all that. Um, I think, did I, I asked you before the question, but I haven't got an answer about your, um, what did you actually think of mum and dad's music? Did you love oh, it? Yeah. yeah. Did you love it? Did you like it? Did it annoy you? Were you sick of hearing it? What? Yeah. Um, no, I, I really, I mean, I always liked, I liked the atmosphere that music had in our house, yeah, you okay. know, because you'd yeah. put it on like, and it'd just be like, it'd be cool. Like yeah. it just, you'd like, there'd be a vibe, you know, yeah. like a, you put it on a certain artist and it brings a certain atmosphere. Absolutely does. Yeah. And I mean, I like, like I say, I don't think I knew that at the time because I was, a, I was a kid and I yeah. was just like, but, thinking, but back, thinking back, you think that really did bring something to, you yeah. know, your Sunday, your Saturday morning or your whatever, yeah. when everyone's there, or like, you know, you got people coming over or whatever, put something on and yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely do. And plus, yeah, because you know, There'd either be a good radio station on, or there'd be something, you know, new, new CDs that either Mum or I bought, mm-hmm. you know, playing. So, 
At what stage? At what stage did you start buying CDs yourself? Or, or at what stage? Like your mum was saying before, like at what stage were you requesting particular CDs for Christmas or birthdays and stuff? Where they, where you just started going, well, I really like that on the radio, or I heard that. I wouldn't mind. Hear, I wouldn't mind having that album. Yeah. Or your friends had it at school or whatever. What, what age do you yeah. remember that? And what were you asking for? Well, if, even if I just go like a step back from there, like previous to that, I got given. My uncle came down to Wodonga actually and bought me. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, wow. Um, Talk about funk. Yeah, that was... Um, which album was, was it? Had walk, no, it had Walkabout on it and um, Aeroplane. My Aeroplanes. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about, but I can't think of what it's called. Um, yeah. Red Hot Minute. Yeah, okay. Or yeah. One Hot Minute. Yeah, yeah, one yeah either, one, either one of those. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and some Pearl Jam and... Some Nirvana, like just basically, like yeah, so yeah kind of, young yeah, 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 yeah. You'd get on well with yeah, him actually right. if you yeah, had a chat on. with him. He's a, yeah, he's really he's he was right into all that stuff and Regurgitator and all the Aussie bands as well. Yeah, okay. Because all yeah. the Aussie bands in that era were like awesome. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at yeah. all. Were they? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that, that I would have been probably 12, 13. So I, I would say after that is when I started to get more like independent. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, when I, when I did do that, I was, like, probably, like, 14, 15, and I was wanting to buy, like, rap records. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah right, eh? So you went away from the rock a bit and went more to the rap. Yeah. Such um, as? De La Soul. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, that era's De La Soul. Like, there was an album called Bionics, which yeah. was, like, a really... It was after all, the eight, all their 80s... Like nineties kind of crap rap, yeah, or, yeah, yeah and, and sort of they were kind of like hippie, kind of funky, yeah. I think. And then yeah, but then anyway, so that's yeah. And then I got into there was an era of like funky rap music, yeah, like Black Eyed Peas early stuff, yeah, which was like very kind of soulful, kind of You're organs before, and stuff before the chick joining before the band? Fergie, yeah. yeah, right, oh, yeah, cool. Um, and then like an other LA kind of rap stuff like um. Jurassic Five, yeah, I've heard and yeah. Um, but then yeah, and and so I think I was, but then I got into like in th- that era, I got into like Buster Rhymes and stuff as well, which yeah, was okay. more like heavy, heavier like yeah. rap stuff. Yeah. So yeah, pro- probably when I was, th- but the yeah, I bought when I was in, we went to England for a year, and yeah. we we travelled around England. Yeah. And I started buying stuff over there as well, which was yeah. like yeah, rap stuff. Because <laughs> I, yeah, right I just went through a phase. Well, I'm still, I was still sort of. Well, you were gangster. Yeah. Some of it was gangster. Some of it wasn't too gangster, but some of it was really gangster. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like yeah. like really just yeah. And, and because and how old were you then? You yeah, thirteen. 13. I would have been and 13. did mum ever say no to particular artists or anything that because of the lyrical content and things like that? Was no. that a no case? No. She just let you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, she. Yeah, you're a lucky man. She's yeah. I had all my heavy metal taken out of the house. Yeah, right. By my mum and dad. Yeah. Because yeah. you know they looked up on the walls and there was like Iron Maiden posters and yeah, you know, big fucking you know beasts down yeah. there and like and we're in a Christian household and yeah, Kiss with all their makeup and stuff. I'm right, yeah. taking all down, getting all the albums. You know, we're churching it up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. That never happened. So we used to smuggle them into the house so we could listen to them. So, yeah. You know, like that's what you do. Records, vinyl. Oh, recorded C- tapes. Oh, right. Uh, we just have recorded tapes. We yeah. We didn't have the actual CDs or tapes. We just have yeah. recorded tapes yeah. from mates and stuff. Yeah. Oh, have you got new I made? And can you record it? And, we, and then we'd name it something yeah. else so that mum and dad didn't know. Yeah. You know, like 
gee, that sounds like, no, nah, that's nothing, no, nah, different band called Crusader, or yeah. whatever we call it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, it was that sort of stuff. But, ta- like, ta- how good is, like, taking a Walkman to school and, like, oh, yeah. just having it with you? Mate, like, I remember the first Walkman awesome. we got was one of the best, you know, yeah. things I had, and it was one of those ones that had the, like, you could, it was four AA batteries, and that would last maybe six to eight hours on that. Yeah. But then it also, you could plug it into a PowerPoint and do yep. it that way as well. Oh, cool. And uh, it was a tape deck and just headphones, but it was so loud, like yeah. ridiculously loud. Yeah. And um, I remember one day, Dad was in the bedroom, and I was in my bedroom, like literally other ends of the house, and he just goes, turn your bloody thing. I can hear it from here. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> that's how loud oh, like it was. You know, like, yeah, that was crazy. Did you notice the change in music over the years? And if so, what do you think? Or what do you think about uh, how music's changed over the years? Yeah, I I definitely have. I mean, I think for me, like as a, you know, with bedroom production and stuff, which is what I've kind of gotten into. Yeah, all the um, digital stuff. Recording it, yeah, yeah. recording at home and all the sort of, you know, um, software that you mentioned before, like Ableton and stuff. You know, but previous to that, people would be using like samplers, like drum samplers and, mm. and um, music samplers to, to create it. And all like expensive gear, you know, like thousands of dollars for, for one item, you know. Yeah. Whereas you can buy a laptop now and have, you know, somebody have all there, always comes to work, you just download in, something. In like the, in the, yeah. So, you know, all of that, I think I've seen that, that change in the way that, that, you know, music's been made. Yeah. You know, and on one hand, like, to me, that's like really exciting, you know, because there's so much possibility for creativity and yeah, um, putting stuff together and you know freedom of ability as well, you know, like it opens yeah. up a whole world, doesn't it? Yeah, like and and taking samples from everywhere and um, recording little lo-fi, like this whole lo-fi movement that that's been around for years is you know kind of in the mainstream, you know what I mean? Like they take yeah. they you know so all of that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, like I sort of think like you know you can lose some of that you like i was saying about silverchair like you're watching a band be a band you know like you're not watching a band recreate something that's been made electronically yeah which is what a lot of live performances are now absolutely you know um so it's a lot more of a blend of like backing track and um and live performance yeah um so that's what i've sort of noticed and i think there's good and bad to, to both of it, to, yeah. to, you know, both those things. But, I mean, personally, I just think, you know, seeing bands play and create together is, like, um, It's one of the greatest optimal. things you can yeah, do. It's yeah, just, it's just, it's awesome. just, like, yeah. It's I love just, going to a good concert. Yeah. And, and watching, like, and I'll play it to you later, there's a band called Haken that I saw last year, or year before last, and going, like, watching them, do what you've listened to and do and go, holy shit, they can yeah. actually do it live. Yeah. They can play that. That's so technical and they just yeah. do it. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love discovering that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Band, bands are, yeah. Bands are the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, what style of music do you prefer, mate? What's your, what do you, what, you know, you, it's like I was saying before, it's a Friday night and you're sitting at home, you want to chuck some music on, what are you chucking on most of the time? What do you lean into? Now, it's like, I listen to a lot of producers. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I listen to a lot of like, you know, like for, there's one guy called George Fitzgerald who's like, he he's a, he makes club music, but he but he's, he uses a lot of analogue synthesizers. So it's got a really okay. like, a, like a very warm kind of texture and yeah. it's also like a really warm kind of, 
the sort of soulful kind of feeling as well with a lot of, he uses a lot of samples. Yep. vocal samples and stuff like that which I so like that's kind of a vibe that I really I'll, I'll put on at the, you know now but I mean brought like outside of that you know those, those kind of producers I'm listening I, I like anything that's like either a bit blues influenced or like a bit soul kind of influenced or okay you know stuff like that I, I'm seem, I seem to kind of be drawn to yeah cool um for whatever reason, but that could be a country song, you know, like yeah, that yeah. could be a country song, that could be a guitar song, or it could be like a nice jazz standard that, you know, just has something like that, you know. Stands out to you, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to narrow it down to one genre because, yeah, it's just, there's so many. There's, uh, yeah, and I think that's what I came to the point where it's like, you could put any piece of music on um, and I'll probably find something that I like in it or, you know, something that I'm like kind of... Yeah doesn't doesn't gel with me you know like i don't really like the combination of this idea or whatever you yeah, know yeah so um i'm pretty open-minded with, with yeah cool music. absolutely so okay with that then what don't you like yeah what well, yeah you know, what what music do you just go nah I'm, i don't care they can have something awesome in it i'm just nah i'm not going there i think when you can tell an artist uh or a piece of music has been rushed okay like huh. um a, so an example um, so, you know, there's, I won't, I don't want to bag the artist out, but I'll just talk about sure. that. So, you know, there's, um, you know, so for example, you know, someone who would, you can tell at the start of their career, they were, they had something really unique about the way that they made music, electronic oh. music. And then they can see that that's like a winning formula. And then you can tell that their process is just getting like shorter and shorter for their yeah, for their it, output it becomes it ends up becoming a bit i, I said this before with your mum it actually becomes a bit cookie cutter cookie cutter yeah uh, where you just go plonk next one plonk next one plonk yeah yeah yeah, yeah that sucks so i don't know what that your is mum like, actually gave me the same answer yeah, yeah right the same thing. so you know because you can hear something that's made on really crappy instruments and it's recorded yeah you know maybe not that fantastic but you can feel the there's a vibe like there's a there's some soul to it you yeah. know and then you can hear stuff that's been recorded on fantastic quality but it's just got not it's 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 shallow you know mm. I don't know what that is but you can tell when you listen to it, when yeah. you listen to a certain yeah like you know for for me I, I really struggled I, I really struggle with today's R and B yeah can't stand it. I can't stand it because it's just yeah. it's not R and B as far as I'm concerned R and B is Stevie Wonder and yeah. Franklin yeah. and things like that. That's rhythm and blues. Yeah. That's what R and B stands for, rhythm and blues. Yeah. Well, Usher's not R and B. Yeah. And all these other dickheads out there that say they are, they're not. Yeah. I don't care what they say. They're, that's yeah. not R and B, dude. But but it's sellable. But the industry calls R and B. Yeah, totally. Uh, Hip hop, yeah. R and B, I can't stand it. Yeah. 
Because to me, it seems really throw throwawayable. Mm, yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. Put some work and effort into it. Don't yeah. do it for cash. Do it because you love doing it. Yeah. And if you're not going to do it, then go back to driving a forklift. Yeah. And stop cheating people out of, you know, the quality. Good, good art. Yeah, good art. And yeah. stopping somebody who could have a chance, but you, you your big knob are standing yeah. there in their way. You know, yeah. Because you go, oh, look what I can do. Well, no, you can't do anything, yeah. idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I get really pissy as you yeah. know, when it comes to that sort of stuff. I hate it. What are the furthest extremes from your style of music that you've found something that you actually like? So maybe something cook, cookie cuttery, or I don't know, or, yeah, or something well, you've got. Well, actually, you know, yeah. I never used to listen to that, but that's actually really good. Well, so, yeah, some pop music, yeah, you know, nowadays, you know, you do you, I listen back to it and think, oh, there, no, there is some cool ideas in there. Uh -huh. um, but, um, and, and, you know, so mostly my inspiration that you'll find is when you look at who's behind the production like yeah, who's right. you know who's behind the artist it's not me watch the movie yeah. i watch a movie because of a director yeah not because of the movie yeah sometimes yeah yeah um but my my actual answer was that um like in classical music okay you know because i, I never listen to it no <laughs> and i still don't listen to it a lot but i what i feel is that there is a spectrum of it or there, there is um scope for like you know, a lot more learning and like understanding of, of is there, music. You know? Is there a, like an artist or something in there that you'd, you'd it's say, more, yeah, right? More, uh, I suppose I'm coming at it more from like composition. Yeah, right. So I, I need to learn about more co like composers that I actually like. Yeah. I really like the Bussy, like, I really yeah. like his, yeah. his music and like the way that he uses harmony and chords and stuff. Yeah, cool. But yeah, I suppose my, the fact is that that still is far away from like where I'm at what now, you, you know, to, yeah, and yeah. what I ever thought I'd really be interested in. Cause I've always been interested in, you know, the future, the, where the music's going with like, you know, not where it's been. Yeah. In yeah. a way. And, and, but the fact is that like a lot of the music that's made now that I like, it does draw on a lot of those traditional elements. Well, it's all said and done know. these days, you know, it doesn't matter what music you listen to, yeah. it somehow it leans back to something else. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing, uh, what do they say, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Well, it's so true. Yeah. You know, music, you know, you listen to, I was showing mum last night, you know, like you chuck on a guitarist like a guy named Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go, well, that sounds like Fly the Bumblebee. Yeah. You know, and... It's actually to a point now where Malmsteen is actually, he writes symphonies and then plays guitar oh, to Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of the, but in the background is a full orchestra. Yeah. And he plays with it. Yeah. The, on guitar. Yeah. And that's what he does now. A lot yeah. Of what he, a lot, he's done like three or four albums where he's done that. Yeah. And you go, wow, you know, this well, guy can play. It's all stuff like that. Like, you know, there's these crazy violin melodic lines mm. that are really fast and you're sort of thinking to yourself well why but then there's like there's all historical um sort of um information as to like why they composed in that way it's to yeah. fill out for this or they yeah. didn't have that or they yeah. needed to compensate for they this they need or... to play something that sounds better in that particular auditorium compared yeah. to that particular auditorium and all of a sudden yeah. it becomes worldwide famous and people yeah. go why that why do they do it like that yeah well, that's why you know? yeah. yeah it's so true um but so then you get yeah. something like you know like uh, left field 
something like Zach Brown, Zach yep. Brown Band, you know, yeah. and that guy can play guitar there's no tomorrow. And he can rip out all that, but he does it on acoustic guitar. Yeah. And then the violin boys are standing behind him, and all the fiddles and stuff. Just yeah. incredible, you know, yeah. like amazing work. Yeah. And like for me, I'm not a big country fan, but I reckon he's pretty cool. Yeah, he, I, we saw him live actually. Yeah. He was yeah. really good. Yeah, it would have been. Oh, they're fantastic. And yeah, I mean, yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll happily listen to like all that big country stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a, that's another point though, is that I never thought I'd be into country music, but when you listen to like sort of country that's, you know, the real, like, well, I don't know if real country is a genre or whatever, but you know, it's not that mainstream. Your Willie country. Nelson, Hank yeah, Williams country compared yeah. to your Keith Urban, Zach Brownbag country are completely yeah. different things, but they're yeah. all considered to be country. Yeah, totally. It's like saying, um, it's like saying, um, Lincoln Park and Iron Maiden they're yeah. both called metal yeah but they're completely different completely yeah. different yeah, yeah completely different music um, yeah cool um, what's the most embarrassing album you own like yeah. I said before it's embarrassing to me to, yeah. not to you yeah well, I would look at and go you're a bit of a knob throwing that yeah you would look at and go it's freaking <laughs> awesome shut up so if I showed you an album called um, Mo Thugs Yes, I'd laugh at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the actual title is... <laughs> Mo Thugs. Mo Thugs Family Scriptures Family Reunion. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yes, I'd so, laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. So, As I am right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, People can't see me, but I have a big smile on my face and a lot of mirth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there are Cleveland like rappers from Cleveland. I thought as much. Yeah. Some kind of rap I thought and it it's, must be. And it's just, it's so ghetto and it's really... Yes. But you love it. Well, I did. I, I, it's cringy for me you to listen still to it love now. It. Don't lie. There's you a couple of songs I'll definitely still listen to. Yeah, yeah. But some of it's just kind of like, it's just funny, you know, different phases you go to. Because it's like culturally so far removed from what, what we're allowed to even talk about yeah. these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then it was like, how yeah. cool is this? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, good so that's, that's probably my, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good probably answer. my most embarrassing album. What five-year oh, five musical period would you like to live in most with today's knowledge of that period and of that music that's coming out and you've walked into the shop yeah. and you've seen that album that you had 30 years in the future yeah. and you went, oh my God, I've just got the first press of this. Hey, you guys, yeah. I know what this is going to mean to people in 30 years' time. Yeah. What era would you live in? I'm thinking like from like 1970 to 1975. Wow. Era. Your mum said 72 to 77. I said 73, yep. 78. Right. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah. yeah brilliant. I, yeah. It's I the mean, start of everything for me. Yeah. I, I suppose it's just because I can't be too specific because I don't know all the years. Of course. You know, but a friend of mine who went back to like the 1500s. Yeah. For right. a five year period in there just because yeah. of all the classical that came out. Yeah. That was the start of music. Yeah. What a great answer. That is, yeah. yeah that, um, but yeah, I think for me it's like, um, and again, probably going back to the drumming, because like okay. there was just so yeah. much freedom of expression in oh, yeah. the way that people and could play. Great drummers back then. Yeah, like, like straight away, like John Bottom from Led yeah. Zeppelin, just incredible. Yeah, what an amazing drummer. The dude from Deep Purple, amazing drummer. Yeah, mate, uh, what's his name from um, from Black Sabbath? Amazing drummer. Yeah, you know, a real jazz drummer playing this heavy metal music. You well, know? but that's that's what I like about it yeah. is because it is that crossover. Yeah, it's like these guys that have all these jazz or you know traditional skills and jazz skills and stuff like John Bonham. Yeah, absolutely. Taking it into a rock context and yeah. also having you know um, scope for like improvisation and 
you know, all that kind of stuff in yeah. there, in the songs as well. Yeah. I remember one of the first drum lessons that I went went to this guy and I was kind of like really into like Mitch Mitchell, like Jimi Hendrix's yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah. And I was really into wanting to get that real kind of swing with the rock kind of vibe going in my playing. And he was kind of like, he's, he just said, oh, you know, you can do that. And he's like, they got, a lot, they got away with a lot more in the 70s, you know, like, but, you know, I think you still need to just play what you want to play, <laughs> you know. And if it fits, right? Um, yeah. You might as well as it fits. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, and just, just the songwriting and stuff, I just think it was really, you know, um, so, for example, you know, take someone like Led Zeppelin that were huge, and then someone like Joni Mitchell, you know. Oh, that was right in there, Blue was released. You know, yeah, and, amazing just the variety of music, oh. but the quality that yeah. was available, you know. Yeah, you could you could like, literally walk into a record shop back then yeah. with today's knowledge and go, oh my God, 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 and, yeah. have, and walk out with 50 albums yeah. and, and have uh, the best of the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, to them, they're just going, oh yeah, just albums. Yeah. yeah. And you and me look at it and just go, oh my God. Yeah. yeah this is a treasure trove. Yeah. But like we're doing the same thing today. We're walking to a record store and go, oh yeah, I'm going to go grab that. Yeah. But we don't know what that's going to mean in 30 years' time. Yeah. You know. No, exactly. Uh, we've got no idea. Yeah. It might mean nothing, and probably most of it will. Yeah. And I'm sure back in the 1970s there were shitloads of one-hit wonders, or yeah. one-album wonders. You know, where people, oh, have you heard that? Yeah. That's a great album. These guys are going to last forever. Yeah. Three years later, somebody dies in a car crash and it's the end of the album, yeah. <laughs> or the end of the band. End of the know, band. Like, yeah. They're done. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good time frame. I think that's excellent. Uh, what's the most, uh, we did that one. I almost jumped over one. Favourite individual artist or band? So. It could be one of each. Don't have to do just one. You can do one of, if you've got one for both, you can do that too. So favourite. Individual artist individual or band. artist. I think someone like Mark Ronson is probably my favourite okay. artist. Yep. I know he, he doesn't sing, but he produces. Why is that? I don't think he's a very good singer. I, no, no, why is it oh, that you like him? Uh, because of um, just his kind of, he's, he, he's got the, I think because I relate to his listening, which is like what he's interested in, I mean, like as in the hip hop and all that kind of stuff, because he, he started off DJing. Yeah. Um, but then he's kind of taken the, the DJ, the, the culture of sampling and the practice of sampling and, and that kind of thing. And then taken that into like more of a, like a, uh, using instruments um, to, pr to produce with actual bands kind yep. of thing. Opposed, opposed to just like you know a writing and arranging for a band, he's kind of got the he's kind of balancing these two worlds. Yeah, cool. So I yeah I think he's probably my favourite artist, um, contemporary artist. You know that that is working in yeah and in, in working in pop music now as cool. well. Um, so he's kind of and it's kind of I heard an interview with him recently and he was just talking about the you know possibilities for 
music now and that there's still like hope <laughs> for good music to come out and yeah. to be made and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. is, which I kind of liked that. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's a really hard question because there's so many <laughs> that I like. Fair yeah. Yeah. You're very, uh, like your mum, you're very, uh, open in your appreciation of music across the board. Yeah. I, I tend to be fairly narrow because yeah. my music, so I could go, you know, that, 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 easy, yeah. you know, like, but mate, I tell you, I sound, the whole point of this podcast is that everybody has their own version of their musical life. You yeah. Know, this is yours. Three Desert Island albums. Um, Don't give me producers. Give me three Desert Island albums. Yeah. Um, there's a gospel singer I really like called Andre Crouch. Yep. He's got an album called Mercy. Yep. Um, I'd take that. Yep. Partly because of the spiritual aspect of it, if I was stuck on an island, but also it's just yeah, like cool. really good music like it really well well it's really kind of funky but it's got like african influences in it and all choir stuff and really nicely arranged so i could sit on that for for a while cool um i'd take like a rap album and and that would be actually probably probably take um yeah no i'd take i'd take a album by de la soul called bionics Right. Which I, yeah, which yeah, is you talked about before. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, just because I'm just like in love with the the production of it. Cool. And the way that they've kind of yeah, it kind of brings together like because it's yeah, it's like I think it might have been 2005 or something that it came out, but it kind of brings together the the old 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 school rap with like the new style of production. Cool. And I, yeah, and then the third one. This was a hard one. You as can well. have more if you want, but I just I say so. Your mum ended up ripping out five. So yeah, the third one I would take would be something folk, like a folk kind of a Joni Mitchell album, basically. Yeah, right. I'd, take, I'd probably take um, Lady of the Canyon. Yeah, yeah, just because it's really it's quite minimal, like you know, um, in the the um, collection of instruments that she uses, but like just just really well put together yeah like, cool. i just love the way that she she's like piano voice and guitar and that's all you need sometimes yeah and um there's she other stuff on there but yeah color he's like that too yeah, yeah same um and it just every time you put it on it's just a certain mood and it's a you can just return to it as yeah. well You don't know what you've got till it's gone. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Which you need if you're on Desert Island by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Good answer. Um, First ever concert, man. First ever concert was, and this is the one that I just remember, like it was David Byrne um, from Talking Talking Heads. Heads, So he did a solo tour and I, I can't remember what I can't remember what year it was, um, but I would have been yeah I would have been thirteen or fourteen right. yeah proper concert yeah. I would have been to other concerts of course Christmas concerts talking, and I'm whatever talking else, like proper concert yeah with a, something that's, that people know yeah, yeah. Um, and he was he's just I don't know if you've seen have you seen Stop Making Sense yeah. you know like it was kind of he's just such a creative person 
like and just the lighting and the band and the backing singers and all the his songwriting like all the repertoire that he it was just awesome like it just was just kind of like crazy inspiring yeah and um he had he had like it wasn't talking heads so it was all hired musicians yeah yeah, pretty fantastic. Yeah, 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 cool, cool. Yeah. And um, what Muso album or song or one of each represents or means the most to you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to the Mark Ronson Righto. reference just yeah, because, cool. just because he, you know, he sort of embodies the the electronic music, but also with a real openness to um, like traditional other styles, arrangement and yeah, composition, right and 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 referencing old music. Not by sampling it, but also like recreating it and yeah, cool. and learning yeah. like an instrument yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd go back to that guy. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Yeah. Well, that is all fifteen questions done and dusted. Forty-five minutes. We have knocked it out of the park. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for being a part of this, mate. It's no worries. Really cool. Thank Pre- you. Appreciate putting in the time. Thanks for the questions. Uh, no worries at all. My uh, anybody out there who's listening, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's uh, goodbye from Adam and it's goodbye from young Josh sitting across from me. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Catch us later. Awesome. See ya.